0: Thank you for joining us on Bees on the Law, legal talk from the boss perspective. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide legal advice and is not meant to create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change and differ from state to state, so this is not a substitute for seeking legal advice in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Bees on the law. I am Susan Dawson, and I'm the Illinois and Wisconsin Bee. And I'm Camille Canali, the California Bee. So uh, there's a lot of talk going on and has been for a while about uh, classifying workers as independent contractors or employees. It seems to be a bit of a hot topic. And most recently, there was a proposed rule in the federal government to try to um, really tighten up the analysis. There's a lot of states that have their own laws. Um, and then there's some states like Illinois and Wisconsin where there's a not one set of laws, but there's a number of different tests and analysis that go on depending on what department that you're with. But at the end of the day, it is a really hot topic when employers are using independent contractors or what people will call sometimes 1099s um, for a for a role that the government um, may really truly see is is more appropriately an employment role or sometimes people call it a W2, right? So um, what's going on now? California I know is a lot it has its own tests. So what's going on in California there, Camille? Uh, well, it probably comes as
0: no surprise. California doesn't like independent contractors. California wants everybody to be an employee and california actually it is a law a few years ago that was passed most people still call it uh, by its assembly bill number they call it ab5 and it is simply codified a case with the california supreme court known as dynamex and essentially you have to pass a three-part test in order to classify someone as an independent contractor and it's really pretty difficult for most businesses to classify a worker as an independent contractor. And so essentially the three tests that you have, the three tests, so to speak, or parts of the test is the worker has to be free from control and direction of the hirer in relation to the performance of the work. So you can't dictate when they work, where they work, how they work, just what they have to accomplish um the work also has to be outside the usual course of the hire's business so an example i often give is a business can easily let's say you own a shop you can hire a plumber to come in and do plumbing work but you can't hire a cashier because that's part of the regular course of your business as an independent contractor that cashier would have to be or should be classified as an employee And last, uh, you want the worker to have some sort of other employment in the same trade. So for example, many businesses are going to hire a plumber during the day to perform work for them, whereas the cashier is only going to perform work for you. And so you have to pass all three parts of those tests in California to be an independent contractor. There are some exceptions. Uh, so if you think you have one of those exceptions, I always suggest you consult an attorney before you hire an independent contractor. That is not obvious.
1: Right. It's similar here in Illinois. We have a lot of that, um, that the same The same elements. I think what's interesting is, what at least what I explained to um, businesses, the employers, is this. Employees cannot waive the right to receive a fair wage under the fair labor labor standards act right this is not up to the individual whether or not they're a contractor or a, or an employee this is not for them to waive so you have an individual who says hey I'd rather be a contractor the government can still come in and say too bad they're they're an employee right and, and so a lot of businesses say, well, this is the deal. This is what they want. They prefer this. And why, why is this happening? And so they have to be reminded that, that um, it, it doesn't matter what, what the individual wants. It's what the law says. And so then it comes down to how you are applying these tests. And while many states have similar elements to the test, it comes down to how the different states interpret the tests, and so while California, I know, is is very strict in its interpretation, Illinois also, while it doesn't have that specific law like you do, um, it it sides on the fact if you're an employee before it sides on the other right. So right, it's very pro finding individuals to be an employee. In fact, I've been through. Um, Department of Employment security audits where the auditor came out and said, well, 50% of the person's job was an employee. The other 50 was really a contractor. So you only screwed up on 50% of the time, but you still screwed up. And I'm like, how how did you do that? Right. But that's what they can do that. So um, it's a complicated test and every state has its own way to review it. But what's coming down the pipe is potentially federal law. Right.
0: Right. And I was just going to say, I have never
1: heard of it being split in California. Like you just described in
0: Illinois.
1: It, it, it only happened, um, I think like two times in my career, which, you know, I've been practicing for, for well over 20 years. So it's a rarity, but I've heard it. It's, I've actually seen it happen. And, you know, you just kind of go, okay, how much money are you going to put into appealing this? And I think that's how they get away with it. Right. Um, So, but it is, it is bizarre, Uh, is a bizarre result. But that being said, now we're looking at potential federal law and federal law is really trying to implement the of the circumstances, really trying to um, even out uh, who, you know, across the country, this analysis, they're trying to really crack down on it. So you have states that um, maybe right now it's it there isn't as much of an emphasis on this test and in being a contractor isn't a hard uh challenge to overcome um but then the federal law comes in and we'll see how that you know how that changes if it if it comes into place right it was um in the uh stage for collecting responses um and i haven't heard and we'll keep monitoring it but i haven't heard um you know that it's going forward right now, but it still very much has been um, something that the president has been pushing for a while that he wants to see come into place. So, um, so why why would you say uh, you know in California? You know, I say, I always talk about here in Illinois, right? The they can't waive it, and then Illinois you know, favors employees. Is there a reason in California why you know that that you explain or could maybe people understand?
0: Well, I think. It's kind of twofold. one, if you have someone classified as an independent contractor, you know, you're saying that the Fair Labor Standard Act applies to them, which is important, but also employees get unemployment insurance, potential benefits, health insurance, retirement plan, paid time off that independent contractors do not get workers comp insurance if there's an accident tax contributions are split between the employee and employer. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's uh, equal employment opportunity protection and ADA protection for employees that independent contractors don't have. Uh, So workers get a lot more protection by being an employee. That being said, it also is very expensive, much more expensive for an employer to hire someone as an employee versus an independent contractor for all the reasons that I just listed that all costs money. And so especially for small businesses that are just starting out that may need help uh, and would ordinarily hire someone as an independent contractor may be forced to forego hiring someone at all because they can't afford some of these expenses that they're required to pay if they hire someone as an employee so i think uh you know it's it's a balancing act and there are negative things to this especially i think for some smaller businesses who can't necessarily afford all of the costs in addition to salary
1: or wages uh, that come with hiring someone right i think the bottom line is the risk to the business um if you're not, there is at least here in Illinois, it's not insurmountable. I mean, if, if you follow the rules, you can have a contractor, um, but you better follow the rules and better make sure that you have that documented, you know, like your favorite thing to say ever, Camille, document, document, (laughs) document, right? So have it documented, make sure you're following the rules, make sure you're actually following what's in the, the document or the contract, and you can overcome the challenge, but but when it's when you aren't planning for it, it's when you're not being careful, when you're not documenting and you're just doing it, um, that you have a tendency to have issues. And what I see a lot, too, is that companies will pay an independent contractor an hourly rate higher than they would have as an employee. Maybe not all of the costs of employment, but more than they would an employee. And then they get um, then they fail the test. And these people are found to be employees and not independent contractors. And now that's their wage that you have to pay, right? Everything based off of, and it can really, um, really backfire on you. So I have people ask me, well, how does anybody find out? At least here in Illinois, um, it's when you, I find that when you fire an independent contractor uh, and they, they file for unemployment, suddenly you get audited. Well, you don't get an employment if you're an independent contractor. Right, right. But what happens is they file it, they say I was terminated, that goes to the employer, the employer says they were not employee, they were a contractor, they put it right on the paper, they sent it to the IDES, at Illinois Department of Employment Security here, and they think, done deal. Well, the Illinois Department of Employment Security goes, oh, oh ha, ha, ha. you think they're a contractor, now we're going to audit you. Oh, gonna audit
0: You're going to all those back taxes, yep. there are penalties that you can look at
1: so... Yeah, history, we're gonna look at everyone. Yeah. And so, and so that's a lot of times how you get caught. But then you can also be reported here to the Department of Labor or the Attorney General's office, which is newer. The attorney general's office has started enforcing this here as well. And um, and it's it's doesn't have to be the individual who reported you, it could be a competitor, it could be anyone. So, but you could get reported. And um, generally, it's going to be a competitor of some sort um, that might benefit from getting you getting cracked down on, and and how you're you're um, being able to undercut them in the competition because you're using contractors and not employees. So it, it is definitely a hot issue here in Illinois, as it sounds like it is in in um, California. It might not be quite of a hot as hot of an issue in Wisconsin, but watching it federally, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to
0: be a big deal because it's going to affect businesses all across the United States. Right. We've seen how it has affected businesses here in California. You know, some businesses did. A lot of businesses struggled uh, once this became a law, having to switch over from independent contractors to employees. So it's going to be interesting to see how this develops.
1: Well, we'll keep an eye on it. and And join us next time on Bees on the Law. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Bees on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at beesonthelaw at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.